0: With myself. I play with myself all day long. Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park Podcast. I'm your host Drew, joined as always by my co-host Matt. How's it going, Matt? Doing well. I think I'm about due for like a a better introduction, you know. But I digress. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that, you know, it's it's the same thing every time and consistency is a good thing, but uh, we can we can mess with that and get it uh, a little <laughs> spicier for the uh, the weekly listeners. Weekly. <laughs> um, today we're here to talk to you about episode 2.4, Chicken Lover, uh, which is, as I'm learning, one of my all-time favorites. Um, what uh, What have you been up to lately, Matt? Um, taking a, I took a couple extra days off, so it's like I had a stretch of like eleven days, and I was off nine of them, so that was kind of nice. That's absolutely unheard of for you. I know it's it's amazing, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, it's not been not too much to complain about there. No wonder we've been able to record so many podcasts in the last couple of weeks, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know what you guys got downstate, but we got ten inches of snow dumped on us yesterday. Um, um, I saw that we got rain. That's what uh, anybody I've talked to downstate has said, is it was mostly rain and ice. Uh, We were supposed to get 4 to 8 inches, and it came in with 10, which was uh, kind of a pain. Uh, My wife got stuck on her way to work last night and had to get towed out and came back home. But uh, other than that, it's been pretty boring here, but I spent most of my day shoveling snow. It was not what I wanted (laughs) to do. So, yeah, we have a guest with us today. Um, You've heard me talk about him before, uh, but my buddy Donovan is with us today. How's it going, Donovan? It's going great. Um, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you um, as a guest here on the pod. It's been uh, years, you know, we can go back and and think about the times we've spent together and the role that South Park has played within that. So, um, and specifically this episode... When I think of this episode, I think of you and we'll dig into that a little bit later. Um, but as always, our first question for any guest is as a friend and listener, how do you feel about the show so far? I think
1: it's awesome. Um, I admit that I haven't been as loyal of a listener as I probably should be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Life does funny things sometimes. Um, but no yes I- I'm, I'm really liking it. I-, I think it's great that you two are taking a look at a show like South Park and coming at it from, you know, completely different vantage points. Um, mm-hmm. Even more so, like, and, you know, because I'm older than both of you, I know to <laughs> kind of hear people younger than me processing, yeah. you know, something like this, because yeah. it was just like, oh, well, I was very much aware of everything that was going on as they were doing it and as they were saying it. So,
0: And that's, you know, the thing, like, you and I have known each other since go forever I don't know you might have known me since I was born like we could go back that far but I my first awareness of you was probably about
1: the time I was five yeah I think that's about Um, the time that's about the time your brother and I uh became friends because I I became best friends with Drew's brother Brent uh back in like fifth grade which had been like 1990 so yeah (laughs) forever ago
0: (laughs) Matt wasn't even thought of at that point holy (laughs) hell um yeah, Donovan, Donovan and I go way back. Like, I remember tagging along with my brother, uh, and what, we live maybe like two blocks apart. Yeah, like that. Um, and all kind of adventures. Um, but yeah, and just as time's developed, you know, you and I have grown pretty close. I don't, I mean, you talk to my brother here and there, yeah. but uh, it's not like you're still best friends or anything like that. But we, we definitely had a, a friendship that grew out of that. So, um, it, and that's the thing, you know, I enjoy talking about South Park to the people older than me because they were more aware of what was going on, especially in these years. Like I was like 12 years old. Like I didn't know what was going on with half the stuff, but it's,
1: I learned a lot of it from South park. Right. Um, your, your kind of introduction to culture as it were. I don't know what that even means, but yeah, just kind of, yeah, just your, I don't know, window into, uh, goings on the adult world, yeah, the adult world, <laughs> uh, how great yes. that is. Uh, Yes. Um,
0: how, about, uh, how about you give us a little bit of an explanation of your experience with South Park? Like, what's your first memories of it? What's it been like in, for you in your life?
1: Oh, I had to think about that. I think it was my senior year of high school, like early in my senior year of high school. And this guy comes up to me during lunch and he's like, hey, have you heard of this show called South Park? And I'm like, no, I don't have cable. My family sucks. And he's like, no, you have to see this. The episode that was on last night, it was awesome. So they're like going through this like gay amusement park or something. And they're like, and they say, over here is a big gay lion. Roar. I'm like, what is he talking about? Wow. He's like, no, he's talking about gay lions. And it's like, okay. So, I mean, obviously come to find out later that that's big gay owls, big gay boat ride. And it's. You know and then the next i can next thing I can remember is like sitting on my mom's boyfriend's computer at his house on dial up and like okay. waiting like <laughs> waiting like eight minutes to download a like ten second audio clip of Cartman saying, you know i'm in the s p c kicking it with some g s on the east side <laughs> whatever." <laughs> <laughs> right yeah was like oh okay this is kind of funny but again i had zero yeah. context as to like who these people are why they're saying these things what's going on here yeah. and then finally again that was my senior year of high school so that that fall um this is my freshman year at mizzou and obviously we have cable in the dorms and that's when i really kind of pick up everything as far as uh as far as south park and what it's all about
0: okay okay and that's kind of what i figured because i think when we had wes on that was kind of his introduction to um that as well was when he got to school and was able to get cable and that kind of thing now um a little more backstory here then we'll get into the episode you and wes were college roommates right
1: um not officially roommates as in we didn't live like in the same room but i mean we were like neighbors in the dorms for like two okay. years and then like yeah friends pretty much after that and until today so gotcha
0: gotcha um yeah because you're the reason i know wes Right. which if you go back and listen to the episode he was a guest on we kind of explained that a little bit but uh, um, we got a little deeper into it there so you're, you're seeing how my um, south park friendship universe connects here uh, Matt, are there any questions that you have for Donovan? Um, no, I don't think so. Other than now, I feel like a baby again, <laughs> as always. Yeah. Um, we got to get some of your friends on here so you don't feel so old all the time or so young all the time. Oh, <laughs> make you feel old. Okay. I like the idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably only fair for the things I've put you through. Um, oh, boy. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think we have any announcements. Uh, listener comments. <laughs> I haven't had anything, Matt, have you? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Donovan, since you're here, do you have any listener comments? No. Nope. Okay, I didn't think so, but I thought I'd put you on the spot as well. Let's finish up here talking about uh, last episode's topic, which was episode 2.3, Ike's Wee oui Wee. Oui. Anything that crossed your mind from that, Matt, that you want to throw back out there before we seal it up and are finished with that? I don't think so. Um, I was. I'm still just... Surprised on where it was at, I guess. Um, yep. But then again, your your forty one uh, kind of lifted that that sucker up there. So yeah, I was trying to think. Where did it finish? Was that our third episode overall? Uh, four, four. Okay. Um, and like I said, I was I was just surprised how much I liked that episode. I'd seen bits and pieces of it, but I'd never really pieced it all together. Um, but. Like I've said from the beginning here, season two is going to be my wheelhouse and there's going to be a lot of high scores for me here. Mm -hmm. Today will prove to be no different. Uh, We don't have any play along scores that were shared yet. We'll hopefully have that for you on the next episode. Matt, are there any score changes you want to make from our first three episodes? Not yet. Um, I have my highlighted list going of ones that I'm going (laughs) to revisit. Uh, but at this yeah. time, no, I'm not gonna not gonna use one at this time. How about you? Okay, and I I am not either. I'm pretty comfortable uh, with the scores I've put out so far. Talk to me after today, though. Maybe my mind will change. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into our blog preview for episode two point four, Chicken Lover. Chicken Lover aired on May twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. In my blog, I wrote. We finally made it to the stretch of season two that I've been looking forward to since we started the show. The next four episodes were all recorded on the Holy Grail VHS that I've referred to as being the instrumental part of my South Park viewing youth. I've seen these next four episodes a hundred times. If I had a friend who had never seen the show before, it was probably one of these episodes they were exposed to first. Chicken Lover holds a special place in my heart as it was one of the episodes that was most quotable amongst my friend group. With the episode being one of Cartman's most iconic roles, there's a chance that I've already given him a three without even watching it again, and it's probably been ten years since I've seen it. But I can probably quote it from memory anyway. Side note, when I first started watching it, the first words of the show started up, I started quoting it right from the bat. Um, Speaking of quotes, our guest on today's show was well known for being able to sound like the chicken lover. It is always fun to ask him to break it out at parties, and he's brought many laughs to us over the years. But the question is, does he still have it? Tune in to find out. Uh, research for this episode shows that it was the first appearance of Steven Stotch, uh, who is Butter's dad, which I have no recollection of. And honestly, after watching it twice today, I still don't remember seeing him. Uh, this episode was originally supposed to be called Chicken Fucker, but Comedy Central did not want to use profane words in their title. So... Um. At this point, I will ask you to pause if you're going to play along with us at home. Uh, get out your favorite illegal stream, pay up the 15 bucks for HBO Max. I believe they have a deal right now where you can get six months for $70. I still didn't do it. Um, or get out your DVDs and play along. Go ahead and pause if you're going to play along, and we're going to get into the plot review next. That's it. I'm out of here. Okay. Um, before we get into the plot review... Donovan, can, can you still make the chicken lover voice? Well, I'm glad I watched
1: it again so I could practice it, but here it goes. <laughs> Hello, children, and welcome to the marvelous world of reading. You can take a magical trip anywhere. Just give in. Give in to the magic. <laughs>
0: um, I'm, I'm pretty impressed, you know, however it sounds coming over the airwaves here. Matt, what did you think? No, yeah, that was actually really good. Um, wow. <laughs> Impressive props. Um, I'm not exactly sure how you find out you can do that voice. Um, you know, that was an impressionable age where we would just, you know, try to mock things and, and make voices anyway. So it makes sense, right? Um, yeah, you just figure
1: out the I'm, funniest. I'm going to give him the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, you just figure out the funniest voices that you can make and, and make them. And it just happens to sound like the Booktastic Bus guy. So <laughs> you go with
0: it. <laughs> it was when that character came out that you knew you had it made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, very good. Thank you. Thank you for breaking that out. I, I could never do that.
1: Um, oh, can I just also let right, Matt. Let's, sorry. Can I also point out, going back to your blog post, like May 27, 1998 is like the week I graduated from high school. Like I'm <laughs> really super old now. Uh, yeah. You know, it
0: was only uh, 22 plus years exactly. ago. And uh, it, uh, is, it is slightly depressing when you put it that way. Hey, I was uh, – Matt, were you – I was four months old. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. It uh, really (laughs) puts things into perspective there, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Um, Matt, go ahead with the plot review. (laughs) All right. Um, So, season two, episode four, Chicken Lover. Uh, This episode starts off with Mr. Garrison uh, taking all of the students to the booktastic bus. Um, The boys kind of check out a few books. Um, a few interesting books uh, before they decide that reading sucks. Uh, at this point, they hear a chicken outside. Now, when this happens, it goes to Officer Barbrady um, and he is driving around being filmed. Who is it? Like, who is it filming him? Was that like a show back in the day? cops. Oh yeah. man.
1: Now it was a reality show back in the back in the day where yeah, they just followed police officers around and you know, filmed them usually doing way more exciting things like, you know, chasing <laughs> dudes through backyards and you know, sticking the dogs on them and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yes. yes.
0: Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so they're, they're kind of filming him, and he's explaining how um, it's an exciting town to be a cop and whatnot. Um, and at that point, he's called to a crime scene. I have that in quotation marks of uh, someone uh, uh, fucking a chicken. Um, so at this crime scene, again, in quotations, uh, the suspect leaves a note um, that Barb Brady reads off as it's saying he is apologizing and saying it won't happen happen again. Um, Bar Brady then announces that the case is closed and that there's nothing to see here. Uh, the town gets upset with this because they realize that Bar Brady is just constantly saying there's nothing to see here, move along, and whatnot. Uh, but they want justice this time around. Uh, Bar Brady then uh, proceeds to threaten to arrest all of them and execute them if uh, if they don't go home. Um, so they all end up leaving after the threat of execution. Um, When Barb Brady leaves, uh, he starts, uh, we kind of get a glimpse into the fact that he can't read. Um, He looks at the note and all the words are jumbled. Uh, He somehow sees uh, whatever it was, Arabic or something on the stop sign. Um, And then he ends up going to a bank uh, and tries to order food because he thinks it's a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At at this point, uh, he has a press conference. And at this press conference, he ends up announcing this so that he cannot read and says that he is retiring. Um, South Park then falls into a state of complete anarchy. Um, the mayor decides very quickly too, right? Oh, yeah. Within moments. Um, the mayor decides that Barbara needs to learn to read. Uh, so she sends him back to school on temporary leave. Um At that time, uh, there's a quick scene of the chicken lover going into a a coop of three chickens uh, and fucking them. Um, So the class. (laughs) um, So after that scene, the class is then giving book report reports. Uh, Cartman gives a book report on the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, but a completely (laughs) incorrect storyline. And he gets an F. Officer Brady gets an A uh, reading, what was it, Little Dog, Big Dog, or... Go Dog Go. Yes, Go Dog Go. Yes, that's right. Go Dog Go. Um, And he gets an A from Mr. Garrison. Um, After that scene, the mayor threatens then, uh, they're on the playground, and the mayor shows up and threatens to replace Barbrady if he doesn't learn quicker. Um, So what he decides to do is turn the boys into deputies. Um, Cartman (laughs) is the one tasked with Watching out for crime and cleaning up South Park, essentially, to to kind of get rid of this anarchy. Um, The other three uh, are then assigned the task of assisting Officer Barb Brady in solving the chicken Lover case. Um, Barb Brady and. uh, Well, no, no, no. So first it's Cartman. Uh, We see Cartman riding around on his trike. uh, (laughs) I mean, doing a plethora of things, pulling people over that are going the speed limit. Um, he acts <laughs> as a prostitute As an undercover prostitute He goes to Kenny's house uh, To solve a <laughs> Domestic uh, case um, While all of this is going on uh, Stan, Kyle, and uh, Kenny Are basically helping Barb Brady uh, track the evidence And figure out What's going on with this chicken lover case um, At that point They all go to the petting zoo To catch the chicken lover um, they end up catching the chicken lover, and it turns out to be the booktastic bus driver. Um, Barb Brady at that point relieves the boys of their duty, uh, because he has a officially learned to read and we end with a town parade to celebrate officer Barb Brady. That was a very My plan good worked
1: perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: A, a very good, very in-depth review there. Um, I know that was probably my longest one yet. I spent a lot It was. Of time I was enjoying one. it. Uh, only a few small details I can add in there. Part of uh, along the way with following the clues for the the chicken lover is each clue has to deal with Officer Bar Brady reading something to figure out where the next crime is going to take place. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> um, so they read uh, they read one book, then they read Teetle, the timid taxidermist. Which is for whatever reason one of my favorite titles That always sticks in my head um, But yeah And then at the the very end there He says uh, uh, After they catch the chicken lover He's going to go home and, uh, and Take a bath and read a good book And uh, the booktastic bus driver Gave him uh, Atlas Shrugged By Anne Rand Which is an actual book in case you didn't know Matt I don't expect you to know that um, but No the- I, I had no idea <laughs> That was always one of the the big moments in my life was when I was in the room that was our computer room slash library at our house growing up, and I realized that my parents had a copy of Atlas Shrugged by Anne Rand, and I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I and didn't it, know that. Yes, um, it was it was a pretty amazing discovery. I don't know
1: what it says about your parents? <laughs> yeah,
0: my, my mom reads a lot, and. Uh, I, I would like to ask her opinion on that, but that's a, that's another story. But, yes, that was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. So, uh, Donovan, anything else you think we should add into the plot review?
1: Uh, it should be noted that uh, Cartman, while uh, performing his policing duties, uh, makes sure that uh, each, quote-unquote, perp he, cut, he uh, <laughs> catches is subsequently beaten with a nightstick. Yes, yes, uh, several times. Around the legs, because Cartman is short. Yeah. Right, right. Um,
0: yeah, and that's, that. I mean, we'll get into it here in a little bit. That was probably one of my favorite parts, too, was the fact that the first person he pulls over is Randy. And this is in the South Park universe before Randy becomes what he is now. And it, it was just so funny to watch that all over again um, and realize that that's who, you know, was in that spot the first time. So, Matt, we'll start with you. What was your reaction to this episode. Loved it. Enough said. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to ask this. Where does this rank in terms of your scores? Is this like a top five score for you? Yes. Okay. Okay. Also a top five score for me as well. Um, I've, I have think I've professed my love for this episode enough already uh, through my blog and through talking about how excited I, I was for going over this one. Um, so I won't spend much more time over it. We'll, we'll dig into it once we get into the scores. What about you, Donovan? What re- was your overall reaction to watching this again?
1: Uh, it took me a while to kind of get used to it again because I, I, I'm i sure I haven't watched it in, like you said, like 10 years. So yeah. I, I didn't quite have the, the memory like you did, though, of seeing it that many times. But still, like – sure. That first time I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what happened in it." And then the second time I watched through it, as like I was laughing a lot more because I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is funny now." <laughs> Let's, <laughs> yeah. And
0: I, I, I also have to ask you as a side note: Do you remember the the Holy Grail VHS that I refer to? I don't think so. Okay. So pretty much, you know, we had a bunch of episodes recorded on a VHS, and pretty much any time we had people over, if we were watching South Park, we'd throw in the VHS and probably fall asleep watching it in my parents' basement or something like that. Um, but this was, this was one of those top episodes. I know we watched it several times.
1: Oh, sure. And I have no doubt that we did, and it's just a matter of I don't remember it because I have an awful memory. <laughs> I,
0: I know how that, that goes. I always uh, remember some of the dumbest stuff, so it, it uh, balances out. Um, I'm going to explain our scoring system because I usually forget to do that, but I have a note here that tells me to. Uh, we're going to get into our character scores first. And our character scores, we have the core four characters, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, Kenny. And they can earn up to a three in each episode, three total points for their role, what they do. Um, We also have a secondary character score, which is worth 10. Uh, The maximum score there they can get is 10 um, for a total of 22 points. And then we go into our episode score which is three five-point categories, relevance, irreverence, and laugh score. And we have our personal score, which is up to seven, and the extra point of our scoring system to make it a nice odd 45, the South Park factor, which is worth one point. Okay. Matt, go ahead and take lead on character score. All right. So as usual, we'll start here with Stan. Um, so... What I so this is one of the smaller details, but what I really enjoyed with Stan throughout this episode was the multiple times that Kenny was, quote unquote, <laughs> killed um, and he announces, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. And just to be corrected. And then the last time it happens, he actually is so frustrated. Um, he's like mad that like Kenny's still alive Um so yeah, that and then he's obviously the one, um, one of the boys who's helping uh, Officer Bar Brady, uh, you know, figure out how to read um, and kind of solving the whole chicken lover mystery. Um, so Stan was Stan, but he was a good Stan. Um, so I gave him a two point four. Okay, I uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. There were a lot of subtle things that Stan did throughout the episode. Like you were mentioning, one of the first things that came to my mind with it was. Um, You know, his involvement with Kenny and every time and like you said, he gets angrier and angrier every time Kenny doesn't actually die. And so that was good. Uh, Stan is a big kind of driving force there with uh, helping Barb Brady read, you know, Stan and Kyle, once again, very similar roles. Um, But I enjoyed it. And for an episode that wasn't focused on Stan, I thought he contributed quite a bit and made quite a bit of the episode as well. So I came in with a 2.7. Donovan. Anything to add there, and what was your score?
1: Uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower, though, because I feel like, again, these weren't this wasn't an episode that focused on them. So you're not really getting a whole mm-hmm. feel for what they do. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of the little things, you know, like when they're in the classroom and Barbara, and like, did you guys really learn to read like this? And you say, no, we just fake it. So shut up. <laughs> well, there's yeah. little, little things like that. Like you said, it's all in the details. Uh, so I gave Stan a 2.0. Okay.
0: Um, and let me go ahead and preface the rest of my scoring for, for this episode. I am going to be un apologetically high here like it's gonna be stupid how high i am like when we're done with this show you know 85 years from now if people come back they could nitpick this episode is probably my worst scored so i'll just preface that now so what about kyle okay yeah so kyle so um this is another episode where we see Kyle and Stan have very similar roles. Um, that said, there was a few moments that stood out with Kyle to me uh, a little bit more uh, than Stan. Uh, like I said before, Stan had the whole the whole Kenny thing. Um, and it was something that was s- subtle but still funny. So in, in with Kyle, um, you have a couple of moments that stuck out to me. You had um, when Officer Bar Brady uh, first shows up in the classroom, uh, and Mr. Garrison uh, says something along the lines of like, "How can we help Officer Bar Brady learn to read?" And Kyle goes, "How about a brain transplant?" <laughs> um, and then when they're in the library, and Officer Bar Brady is uh, trying to read the the book. He says, Come on, dumbass. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just like that kind of like tough love, like Officer Briar Brady. Come on, stupid idiot. Fucking read already. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so I, I, I really enjoyed Kyle. I gave him a 2.7 here. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of those little things. And what's funny is you mentioned the little things, and then you listed off like two or three different things that I didn't even have in my notes. But the very beginning of the episode, Kyle's going through the books. He's going, Boring, boring, gay boring going through the books and for whatever reason that's one of those things that's stuck in my head for i don't even know how many years you know if i'm going through a list of things in my mind i'll be sitting there going boring boring gay boring um and i i didn't realize that that's where it came from but it's just always something that's been stuck in my head um at the very end there when they catch the uh the chicken lover uh he says you know my plan worked perfectly and kyle's like so you fucked a bunch of chickens (laughs) <laughs> it's and just the, the little things <laughs> the little comments like that all the way through so um i gave kyle a 2.8 because i thought he was about 0. 0.1 better than stan how about you donovan
1: uh i pretty much did the same as you did uh for pretty much the same reasons because kyle just had a little bit more in that episode like matt said with the you know you know read, just read dumbass you know, kind of just, I was like let's move the plot here <laughs> and finish this up uh Yes. So yeah, I gave Kyle a two point one. Okay. Similar ideas, just slightly lower scores.
0: I can tell your friends with Wes already. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is, could be either a very short section here or a very long one. How about Cartman? Ah, uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> You, no. Uh, uh, so, yeah, three. But but I mean, obviously, obviously, there's a lot of Cartman here. Um, you've got like like I said before, the book report was really funny to me. Um, yeah. He gets up there. He starts talking about the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. Um, and he like he intentionally asks Mr. Garrison, have you read that book? And Mr. Garrison's no. He's like, oh, OK. And then he's like, I can just make this shit up then, um, yeah. which he proceeds to do. Um, then you obviously have the. The uh, all of the scenes with Cartman, um, with his major quotes respect my authority. Um, and then you've got, I mean, he's pulling over uh, Randy going to Kenny's house, um, <laughs> with uh, poor people living in clusters. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then obviously you've got him uh, acting as the prostitute, uh, and as uh, as Donovan mentioned before, the funny part about all of that is is when he's trying to beat people with the baton, and and all he can do is hit them in the legs because he's like two foot one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I gave Cartman a three here. Really enjoyed him. Great Cartman episode. Now, yeah the, the the ironic part of that to me is that when he's at Kenny's house, he manages to jump up high enough to hit both Kenny's mom and dad in the head with the the club. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, too. That is true. I thought that was. That was really out. It's like, cause at the end that becomes a focal point when Barb Brady's like, no, you're doing it all wrong. You aim for the head. And it's like, well, how come, you know, he was able to do it for, for Kenny's parents, but not for anybody else. But, um, maybe, maybe there's something we can, can discuss later with that. But, uh, it's a three for Cartman. Like I said, in my blog, it was a forgiven or a, a given that this is one of his most iconic roles as a police officer. Um, you will respect my authority is like classic, probably top five Cartman quote right there. Um, and Donovan, you and I were speaking a little bit about this the other day when we were testing the audio, just the
1: impact that had
0: on pop culture. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even like, say it's
1: number. It's not in top five. It's number one, because that propelled yeah. Cartman and in pretty much South Park into like full on pop culture awareness as i was you i remember hearing sports center anchors saying you know oh here comes yeah. barry bonds hits a home run respect my authority it's that kind of level <laughs> and it's just like yeah. oh this is a thing now if it wasn't before it definitely is yeah um and so what was your score for cartman Oh, if you didn't give Cartman a three, you're a fascist. <laughs> so I gave him a three, <laughs> of course. I like it. I like it.
0: Um, that will be our next quote to put on a shirt as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would love that, and I could see Matt sporting that around. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's. I, there's not much more to say other than it's iconic Cartman just from the police officer part. But even parts outside of that, like Matt mentioned the book report. Yes. And – uh, just kind of the parts leading up to that, it's it's really good. You can't get any better than that. So let's talk about Kenny. Yes, Kenny. Um, so there was a few moments in here where he talks. Um, I didn't catch on very well, so maybe I'm missing out on some of that stuff. Uh, but you obviously have the multiple fake deaths. Yeah. Um, so the first time he's crushed by a car in the riots after officer Barb Brady is put on leave. Um, he flies off the swing set right into a brick wall. (laughs) Um, he gets shot at by the chicken lover. (laughs) Uh, and then at the end of the episode, he does finally die, but it's like, all that happens is a tree falling onto him. Um, it was it was another one of those Kenny deaths where like Matt and Trey were clearly just like, oh, shit, we forgot to kill Kenny. <laughs> um, so but yeah, but it, like it was still good. Like I enjoyed the multiple deaths and the kind of ongoing thing that he had with Stan uh, and, and literally him not dying was just pissing Stan off. Um, yes. So, yeah, I ended up giving Kenny a two point six here. OK, I like it. Um My thoughts on the whole Kenny death was it was beautifully set up because there's so many times that they, they could have done it. And it was like they were just toying with you saying, oh, yeah, we could do this. We could do this. And it's so subtle at the end. Like they just cram it in and just be like, "Okay, tree falls over dead. Right, and that's why, like, like I think, like it's like a, in a sense, you would say it's like a boring death. But like the way they set it up throughout the episode, it's like all these things happen. Like, yeah, that definitely should have killed him, and then like a tree falls over. Like, (laughs) it helps keep some of the spotlight on Kenny, even though he's usually the afterthought. So. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. The one thing that really stuck out to me about Kenny, and it was in that scene where, you know, Cartman's the police officer at the house re- uh, responding to the domestic dispute. As so- soon as Kenny's mom hits his dad, Kenny starts laughing hysterically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, Kenny is here. You know, uh, he is contributing. And just because the fact that he started laughing, it's even funnier. Uh, we're pretty close on this one, Matt. I came in with a 2.7. Donovan?
1: Yeah, uh, all the things you all said, and then even just the part where, you know, Kenny comes uh, t- comes to the door when Cartman's there, and he's just like, hey, Cartman. I mean, you can figure <laughs> out what he said yeah. there. It's just like, hey, Cartman. Just as, almost like he expected yeah. Cartman as a cop to show up because he knew his deputy or whatever. But it's just like, oh, yeah, hey, Cartman. Yeah. Who else would it be? No surprise at yeah. all. And then, of course, yeah, yeah the multiple, uh, the multiple uh, fake deaths. Uh, so I gave Kenny a 2.5.
0: Okay, very good. How about our secondary characters? And this is what I'm really interested in because the whole episode was kind of built around a secondary character. Yeah, it was. Um, obviously, uh, it's really built around two. Um, obviously, you have uh, the antagonist, you could say, with the booktastic bus driver, uh, and then you have Officer Bar Brady. Um, and I can't recall another episode where it's like Officer Barb Brady plays this large of a role. No, this is his um, big big shot time. Big shot role. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it was it was awesome. <laughs> right. Um, You get, I mean, you get the whole storyline. He doesn't know how to read. He lets South Park fall into anarchy because he's got to take this leave. Um, but on top of that, I mean, you've got Mr. Garrison, uh, who added a lot of humor, <laughs> uh, specifically when, I mean, he's calling Officer Bart Brady basically a retard in the classroom. Yes. Um, You have the news anchor uh, who's literally sitting there when uh like, like rioters are in the studio basically taking things. Um, you have uh, Kenny's parents uh, who get into the domestic dispute. Um, we do see Randy here uh, as yeah. well um, getting pulled over and f- for not speeding. Uh, yeah. And then you have the mayor. Uh, it, it, overall, the secondary characters were were pretty awesome. Uh, I gave them a nine point eight here. OK. Uh, hearing you say a nine point eight. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel better about what I did. Um, did you even mention ten incoming? <laughs> did you even mention the booktastic bus driver and all that? I yeah I did. Okay. At the, at the I, I missed it. But I was sitting there thinking like, yeah, you missed that too. Um, <laughs> like you said, Barb Brady was fantastic. Uh, that's one of my favorite roles, probably of any South Park episode. Just to think back to the way they took a, a secondary character who really wasn't on the radar at all. And then pretty much gave him his own episode, and it's it was just a lot of fun. The the booktastic bus driver is you know uh, special in his own way, or the chicken lover, whatever you want to call him. And then yes, the scene where Garrison is uh, mocking Bar Brady for not being able to read, like he's writing sentences on the board that say Oprah Winfrey has huge knockers, <laughs> and he <laughs> he can't read it, and so uh, he laughs at him, and then you know calls him names in the next. Sentences like the hat is red and he can't read it, so he laughs at him again. But the best part of that is right before that, uh, Garrison makes a comment about he needs to be here in the classroom with us so we can give him a supportive, nurturing environment and then follows it right up with that. So, anyway, long story short, I came in with a full 10. Donovan?
1: Yeah, and I think it's not so much even just like the, I guess for lack of a better term, the main secondary characters. It's like all of the characters. It's like the townspeople who are like, Barbrady, what's wrong with you? You always say there's nothing to see here. And then you tell us to go (laughs) home. We want justice. And Of course they are all threatened with execution. And then like, even like just out of the way stuff like the mayor's aides when they're walking off the playground and they take the boy's ball and bust it with (laughs) a pen. And they're like, what'd you do that for? Dramatic effect, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad yes. you brought that up. Yeah. So am I. Thank you. It's just all these little spots where all the yeah, the other people come up. And, yeah, so I'm like Drew. I came in with the full 10 for the secondary characters.
0: Ooh. Um, wow. That's got to be, like, our highest total secondary score by by far. Um, but I think, I think it's well-deserved. You know, you look all the way across the board here at the scores we just gave for characters. I don't see any of them that I think are undeserved, you know. Um, I came in with a total of a 21.2. Matt was at a 20.5. Donovan was at a 19.6. That tells you how strong the characters were throughout the episode. Uh, Anything else we want to say about the characters here before we move on? Don't believe so. Okay. Episode score. Uh, I usually take lead here, and I will. Um, And Donovan, I'm hoping you can uh, maybe help give uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Some some background on maybe to the relevance of the episode at the time. Uh, because that's what we're going to get into here first is the relevance. And the thing I could not get past with this episode is how unintentionally relevant it was to today. Like, you look at everything we've been dealing with in our country in the last year plus, and, like, you've got riots, you've got people having issues with police, and police brutality, if that's what you want to call what Cartman was doing. Like, there's so much unintentional relevance. But how relevant was that to the time, Donovan? Do you have any thoughts there?
1: Oh, well, I think, unfortunately, it's always been a relevant thing. You know, how do do people handle, you know, police who, you know, are, you know, abusing their powers? I mean, of course, 1998, you're only what, probably, what, four or five years removed from the Rodney King, uh, in LA. That, the, yeah, that King was the incident. only thing I could think yeah. of. So, I mean, that's still fairly fresh in people's memories, which again, if you don't know, it's Rodney King was a, is a black man who was, you know, got pulled over for seemingly normal reasons in Los Angeles and was, you know, beaten by four police officers, which was filmed and shown on TV. And, you know, everywhere. And sure enough, the officers then, as they seem to be now, were found not guilty and riots erupted in Los Angeles. So yeah, that's, it's, you know, history repeats itself many, many times over. I mean, unfortunately, you know, yeah. now it's to the point where they tend to die more often, which is awful, but that's where you are. So yeah, yeah no, there's definitely, and a that was the when- thing, like
0: I vaguely remember the Rodney King thing, but like I said, you know, it, it, I was at 94 so i was eight yeah. seven eight i didn't have a lot of recollection of how exactly it happened or what happened and so i'm really glad you gave that historical context to it because you know because it, it does show there was relevance at the time as well um based on perceived relevance from my part and unintentional relevance of what we're dealing with now i came in with a four for relevance for this episode um, Donovan, I'm going to go ahead and throw to you and let you kind of finish your thoughts there and give your score. And then oh, we'll go I back to much, that. I was
1: That's pretty much finished with my thoughts there on that. I mean, it's just, again, it's okay. You know, it, it was relevant then it's still relevant now. So you could, there's no, you know, and you don't even need to know the, the history behind, you know, what was happening in the mid nineties to figure out that, you know, th- this is why they're talking about it because it's happened just as much today. And in last five years that we've seen so um so anyway my score is a four also also a
0: four okay matt where did you come in with the relevance here um so i actually came in a little bit higher really um and i i'm actually surprised by that um i am too i mean to me it just glared um i mean i think ever since i've really been like aware of what's going on in the world i mean so, like, when Ferguson happened, I was 16, and so, like, that was, like, an <laughs> age where it's, like, I'm starting to become aware of things that are going on in the world, um, and so it was like that, and then, obviously, like you said, everything that's going on going on now, um, so it's, like, when when it literally took the snap of a finger for Barb Brady to be, um, like relieved of his duties temporarily for, for all of this to go to shit. It was like, I was like, wow, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty relevant. Um, so, yeah, I actually gave it a 4.5. Okay. Anything else we want to follow up there with relevance? I I wasn't sure if I was just trying to make things relevant, but after listening to both of you talk, I feel like maybe I even came in a little bit low on that score. Um, But I feel good to have given it a four and not came in low with like a 2.5 or something, you know, Uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just glaring and it's literally just that one topic. But like, it's just so relevant. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard to avoid. Um, Last side note here before we move on, Donovan, how old does it make you feel to know that Matt was 16 when the Ferguson stuff was going on?
1: Uh, Yes. Also, also old. Because I was working yes. in TV news in St. Louis when it happened. so Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, um, it was a tough... Did you ever actually
0: have to go cover that? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I, I felt like we had that conversation, but I couldn't remember real well. Um, I feel like that's a whole, like, after-the-show podcast we could do where we could talk about that. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, irreverence. Um I had a lot of stuff here for irreverence Mm -hmm. and the more we do this, the more I feel like relevance and irreverence are strongly connected. Um, But the entire episode is built around how much reading sucks, which, you know, it's pretty, pretty big shot at reading. And I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not the biggest reader. Um, I enjoy reading when I do, but if I'm going to sit down and read a book, I'm going to fall asleep within 30 minutes. Um, And, just to see them mocking reading the way they do, I thought was uh, uh, pretty irreverent. <clears throat> um, oh, I got an autocorrect here. Oh, um, just the, the mocking of cops with how dumb Barb Brady is and the fact that he's illiterate and he still became a cop um, and that kind of thing. Uh, we mentioned illiterate people, poor people. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things in here that, that can be drawn to irreverence. And so I went ahead and came in with a full five yet again. Matt? Uh, okay, so for reverence for me, um, you had, uh, like we had discussed, was Mr. Garrison treating Barb Brady terribly in the classroom, mm-hmm. um, and how, like, like that's something that, that could be mocked um, in a way, um, and then kind of also kind of going back to the cops thing, um, and, like, how, like, just, like, there's like there's just stigma out there they're like oh these cops are just like these dumb brutes and whatnot um and then yeah so i I actually ended up with a
1: 4.5 for my irreverence okay donovan yeah i would go pretty much along the same route for all of those um i think for just like irreverence though you have to just look at the just the outlandishness of the plot you know it's like oh this is a this is a story about uh how someone learned how to read oh how did that happen oh because the guy had sex with chickens so (laughs) i don't know if you can really (laughs) that's that's fair overlook that that seems pretty irreverent you know to have something like you know bestiality (laughs) be the cause of you know someone improving themselves in life somehow (laughs)
0: You really boiled that down there. I really like that. That's a good way to put it.
1: Right. So, I mean, besides everything else, yeah, obviously, you know, looking at, you know, police officers and teachers and you know just there's no politicians still again with the mayor you know not knowing what to do and someone stepping in and saving her on that so yeah it's all the all the same typical south park stuff but with just that extra twist of oh this is really some outlandish stuff so uh, um definitely yeah that said though i didn't really give it as much of a high score i gave it a 4.3
0: okay still over four though which uh, i think says a lot um yeah, that was good you, you picked up the political thing there with the mayor and how the aides made the decision quickly there for the mayor with what to do with Barb Brady. I thought that was uh, that was good that you pointed that out. That was kind of missed by me. As, as it is with every time we see the mayor. Right, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> laugh score. Uh, we've gone over a lot of stuff in this episode, and I'm sure I've got more in my notes. But just to get it out of the way, I gave a five again. What about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm on the same page. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm, I was, this was another, this was an episode where it's like, I'm laughing uh, a majority of the time. Um, yeah, great comedic value. Definitely. Um, there's one more thing that made me laugh a lot that I'm not going to get to yet. Cause I don't want to step on anything with our favorite moments or MVPs. Um, even though we have covered a lot of this, um, actually I will throw this one out there. Uh, at the at the very, um, I, I, it's probably in the middle. It's not at the end, but they're talking about who who would screw a chicken, and this guy's like, I would, and they're like, yes. They they cut to him and it's it's the guy without legs and it's like you couldn't screw anything, Happy, You don't have any legs and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> that's another one of those quotes that's just stuck in my mind all I the know. time and. In- Yeah, and then you've got the moment when uh, Bar Brady is able to pronounce the word taxidermy, and then he's like, Yeah, woo! and he's like doing like flips and stuff. Yeah, that was (laughs) fun as well. Uh, Donovan, what kind of score did you come in with for your last score?
1: Uh, It wasn't as high. It wasn't a five. I mean, it was a 4.5, and I think, again, a lot of that comes from just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was like, I remember it being funnier, and it's not quite registering right now. But I mean, I was definitely sure. like the more I've watched it, the more it's like, oh, yeah, I get this joke now. I, I remember this line. I remember talking about this one. Yeah. So it. I bet mean, if you came to me yeah. in like a couple of weeks, I'd probably bump it up to a five. I don't know if I get mulligans or not, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure.
0: I think we can give guest, uh, guest mulligans there. Um, and that's the thing. Like, it's hard to watch these for the second, third, fourth time, however many times, you know, years later. Because, you know, you're probably not going to laugh the same way you did when you first saw it. But at the same time, for me, I get a lot of laugh value out of knowing something's there, but I maybe don't remember it exactly the same. And then when it gets delivered again, it's kind of like it's brand new. It's just, There's just a little bit of a difference to it.
1: Yeah, that was me with the happy scene because it's like, I knew that was in there somewhere, but <laughs> I didn't remember it was this episode. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's funny.
0: Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> personal score. Once again, I've raved about this episode, the entire episode. I came in with the full seven. Uh, there's nostalgia reasons. There's humor reasons. Um, <clears throat> there's more stuff we'll get into you know, a little bit later on with our moments and quotes. Uh, but a lot of times when I think of South Park, especially when I think of my early years of South Park, there's things from this episode that I think of. And it, it sits up there pretty high in my mind. It's, it's an all-timer. What about you, Matt? Donovan, um, I think you're on the cusp of, uh, you're witnessing something special. Uh, (laughs) I came in with a seven as well. Yeah, um, about halfway through this episode, I realized that Matt and I are pretty close to feeling the same way on this episode. And I think Mm -hmm. Donovan's in the situation where he's like, oh, it's my one guest appearance. I don't want to come in and absolutely love everything and, and then make it look bad. Or, you know, you and I are just, you know, really in love with this episode. I don't know what it is, but, uh, yeah, this, I can call it now. This is going to be the highest ranked episode by the time we're done. Um, Oh, I think so too. Donovan, what is your personal score for this
1: episode? Well, I, if I have to be the balancing kind of the, uh, the, um, if I have to be the killjoy in this episode, I have to be the... Uh, it's okay. We call it being the West, The West. <laughs> yes. If I'm the one who's got to bring things down just a little bit, the Donnie Downer here. Your, tamp down your uh, man love for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So I think, again, it's like there are a lot of memories I have about this episode, and they were all kind of coming back as I was watching it. So, I mean, it's definitely a high score, but I think where I might come in at a disadvantage is because it's like you guys have seen so far the entirety of the series so you have everything to kind of judge it by the entirety of the series yeah. to this point whereas I've pretty much just watched this one since right you know that's the one I had to watch and I'll probably watch another one sometime if you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ask me to or I might start watching more <laughs> often who knows but yeah so I didn't quite give it the sure. high personal score, or I guess all the high character scores, because I don't really have that basis right now to compare it. Still, I gave it a 6.5, which is pretty high because, again, there's a lot of memories. I have a whole impersonation that I do because of it. So, I had to give it a higher score.
0: (laughs) I love that you're comfortable enough with it that you can still break it out, you know, just flow into it and flow out. That's
1: that's good. It's magic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, South Park Factor, it's a given. It's a one. Donovan, I'm assuming you included your South Park factory. Put it on the
1: board. Yes.
0: (laughs) Baseball. (laughs) Very nice. Um, So let's check out our scores here. Matt's going to do the totaling. I'm going to glance at them real quick, and I can tell you this is the highest rated episode we have so far. Um, And Donovan still might have the highest rated guest episode so far, so that says something as well. But uh, let's go ahead and get into our favorite moment, um, And I like to let the guest lead first here. So, Donovan, what was your favorite moment from this episode?
1: OK, mine's a little obscure. You'd have to be a real uh, observant viewer to notice this. But I like you'll it. Notice that because Kenny, because there were all the fake deaths for Kenny, you never actually heard them say the complete phrase. Oh, my God, they killed Kenny, you bastards. But if you look at. At the little strip of letters above Ah, the chalkboard in Mr. Garrison's classroom, you'll see that they actually wrote it out in Spanish. Oh, it's in Spanish. It's in Spanish. Yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah. It says Dios mio, Han Matado, Kenny, (laughs) Bastardo. See, I I always noticed where it said
0: Kenny and Bastard, but I never realized the whole thing was Spanish. I have to go back and look. The
1: whole thing is Spanish for, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. Wow. bastards. That is that is
0: fantastic. Matt, had you noticed that during the episode? Um, No, I did not. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, I always try to keep an eye on the, the alphabet chart up there because I know it. It changes from time to time, but I never realized that's what was going on in this one. Um, Matt, what was your favorite moment? Yeah, so my favorite moment here was when Officer Barbary, uh was trying to read the Bumbly Wumbly book. Um, <laughs> he gets to the very first word and cannot pronounce it. He asks Stan what the word is, and Stan tells him it is I. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you started saying that, I realized where you were going there. It's, uh, <clears throat> that's a pretty good... Uh, part and I believe that that's the part too where he's reading and he's going m and he's like, what's the word? Yeah. The, I. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He's not even like beginning the pronunciation anywhere near correct. Love it. Um, reminds me of the movie Almost Heroes. If anybody's ever seen that, not to get too far off topic there, but um, a great movie. Uh, Chris Farley's last movie, actually. But uh, <clears throat> my favorite moment has been mentioned a couple times. Uh, But Cartman's book report on a lion, a witch, and a wardrobe. Um, this there was a portion of this that became a huge part of just my like slang or my attempt at humor, uh, when I was in high school (laughs) and in college. So, like, people would ask me about something, or I'd be talking about something, and it's like, meh, I give it a B minus. I still have friends to this day that will randomly send me text messages that say, "Eh, I give it a B minus, um, which is the grade Cartman gives the book at the end, right before he gets his F and is told to sit down. But that is, it's always been one of my favorites. And I, I just never quite clicked it together until I watched it today that this is the episode that comes from, um, Donovan, do you ever remember me doing that or saying that at any point?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not crazy. Nope. Um, and the best part was like the friend group I ran with in high school, they didn't they weren't super into South Park, so a lot of them had no idea where it came from. They just thought it was something I kind of started up on my own, but uh, Cartman I owe you for that. Thank you. Anything else we want to talk about with favorite moments here? Maybe any moments that uh, should get honorable mention?
1: In the book taxi bus when the boys finally find books that they're interested in and they're all like, <laughs> you know, paperback romance yes. novels. Yes. Yes, that's uh I don't know, something magical's happened. Underrated here. moment for sure. Um, looking over
0: my notes here bar brady tries to say he's illiterate but he says he's illegitimate yes um bar brady on the swing set singing the swing set song i can assure you every swing set i've ever been on in my life after watching that i sing that song as well let's see like i said i took three pages of notes here but i think that's it for moments um let's go ahead and yeah, get the in. only other thing i had the only other thing i had under moments you already mentioned with the uh the haffy, uh you <laughs> couldn't screw anything uh moment and then he's doing like the flips and stuff yes uh that that whole scene there with him was funny yes just uh such a, a random character um but they get a oh, lot yeah. of mileage out of him so uh oh, yeah, how about sure. how about our favorite quotes? Uh, Donovan, let's have you lead again.
1: So yeah, um, my favorite was from Cartman, of course, uh, and it's when he's uh, at Kenny's oh, house no. and he asks who's here, <laughs> and yeah, and Kenny's dad lists through all the people. And Matt said it earlier, yes. but it's best. It's like eh, poor people tend to live in clusters. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I never know why that registers so much for me, but I laugh so hard every, every time. Every I hear time, that. I've, I've I've actually. Yeah, I've said it to like before. So it's just like, oh, yeah, poor people live in clusters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's that episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and
0: um, that was actually my number one quote as well, uh, because that's one of those things that sticks in my mind. Anytime I, – I, I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but anytime I see something that would be um, perceived as a poor person's house or trailer or whatever you want to call it, there seems to be a lot of people in there. And it just <laughs> – Every time it comes back into my mind. Uh, When I was in high school and delivering pizza, uh, you would go to all kinds of houses. And every time I would end up at a place like that, boom. That's what's going through my mind. Um, So I did have a backup quote here, although I think I probably burned it already going through uh, everything we've talked about. Um, Oh, actually, no, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, At some point when... uh, Uh, Barbrady's trying to read And he's sitting there He's struggling with the word Like in his mind He pictures uh, Garrison And Garrison's going Conjugate the verb Conjugate (laughs) the (laughs) verb Um, Anytime I I see the word conjugate That sticks in my head too So uh, fortunately I'm not an English teacher Or anything like that Where that uh, gets stuck in my mind On a daily basis Uh, What about you Matt? What's your favorite quote? Um, so I took the low-hanging fruit here, <laughs> as you should, and went went with respect my authority. I
1: am a cop, and you will respect my
0: authority. I think that's why Donovan and I probably stayed away from it. We knew that's where you were going to go with it. <laughs> um, and that's totally okay, because that was, you know, like Donovan said, you know, that's probably the most famous Cartman quote from any point. Like, I remember T-shirts and just... Like you said, random people who have no idea yeah. what's going on with it saying it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guess I'll, I'll just read the other one I have written down. Um, so when you take this one out of context, it's actually really funny. So it's <laughs> when they're waiting in the petting zoo and Officer Barb Brady goes, Keep your eyes peeled, boys. Someone's going to make love to this chicken any second now. <laughs> 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 yes, context is important, but it's even better without. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and it kind of brings wraps up the whole thing of like, yeah, this episode is kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um let's go over MVPs and Donovan, I'm actually going to save yours for last cuz if it is who I think it is. Uh I've got a little side piece of of discussion we need to have there. So Matt, who is your MVP for this episode? Uh I went with everybody's favorite little fat boy, Cartman, of course. Um for sure. I mean, he was fantastic. I don't think there's anything we probably need to throw in there. Otherwise, I think we kind of know um, why it, it was, like I said, one of his iconic moments so or roles. Absolutely. Um, right. I I chose the chicken lover or the booktastic bus guy because that was, <clears throat> you know, the the obvious. His sacrifice to have sex with chickens is the reason that Officer Barb Brady can read, and that shouldn't be overlooked uh donovan who was your mvp for this episode
1: tom pat <laughs> <laughs> making you making the random cameo appearance in the credits for no other reason because you have to have tom pat in that episode apparently
0: yes um matt did you even catch like do you know what he's talking about N- no <laughs> i i'm lost <laughs> so um Donovan, why don't you explain who Tom Wopat is first, and then I'll come in. And I've actually got a little Tom Wopat trivia ready to go for this, because I knew that's where you were going to go. Uh, so just explain okay. who he is for Matt and anyone else who doesn't know.
1: Oh, All right. So Tom Wopat was one of the stars of the show The Dukes of Hazzard, which, Ooh. which aired in the... Uh, early 80s yeah they made a movie about it with johnny knoxville like in the 2000s ish it was like a reboot of that but um yeah so the dukes of hazard was a show about these two brothers with the last name duke of course who lived in i think it was mississippi uh and you know they're they're outlaws, but they're outlaws with a heart of gold. You know, they're trying to help people, but they break the law of doing it. And they are, you know, being chased by you know the inept cops and the actual bad guys. And uh, they have the advantage of getting away. Uh, oh, think of this now: a car chase in every episode. Of so, course, heck yeah, you have to have that. <laughs> um, but their advantage is, is that they have a better car, which. If you want to talk about stuff that you could get away with in the 80s that you absolutely could not get away with now for any reason, <laughs> the, car that they, the car that they have, that they drive around in, is called the General Lee, It's <laughs> in Robert E. Lee. Yes. And okay. the top hood, the top roof of the car is emblazoned with the Confederate flag. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is in the South, in the 80s, and you can get away with that, apparently. Right. Um, You could not do that now. No way. (laughs) No. And I realized when I was thinking about it that I think at some point, now I was like three or four years old, but I think I had a matchbox version of the General Lee. Okay. So uh, if you'll excuse me, I'll just go over here in the corner and wait to be canceled. (laughs) I'm just thinking what that might be worth now, you know, an old matchbox generally that could have
0: uh, have some value. Um, Matt, did you have any idea what the Dukes of Hazzard was? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of the Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, And I think I I feel like I've seen like bits and pieces of it. Uh, Obviously, uh, haven't like watched all of the episodes or whatnot all the way through. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard of it, seen parts of it um, and know of it. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be our. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, it was never my thing, but I, I am definitely well aware of it. Um that's where the the concept of Daisy Dukes come from, if you've heard of that. I believe was it, was mm. that their sister? Sister or cousin, yeah. And she always wore these yeah. really short shorts, and yeah. Um That makes a lot more sense now. Ah, see, we're teaching people here. Um So, yeah, Tom Wopat was uh, one of the Duke brothers there. Um, Donovan, you and I and Wes have a a text chat that, you know, we talk from time to time. But always one of the things we like to throw out there is if we find a celebrity and we want to try to guess what their net worth is. Yes. Uh, So, Donovan, any guesses for what Tom Wopat's net worth is?
1: Oh, no. There can't be (laughs) that much residual money coming in from the Duke's concert anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, I guess it depends on how well he invested the money he had when he did it. And then in his uh, music career afterwards, if y'all didn't know that, he did. He was in a band and he did play in our hometown. That is correct. Illinois at the Old Settlers Festival. I remember that. And that was was post
0: post his South Park appearance because that's how I knew who he was. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was that summer.
1: So it's like, oh, he was just in South Park too. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, Tom Bopat's net worth, huh? $5 million.
0: Okay. Matt, any guesses? You just found out who this guy is? Any guesses for his net worth? Yeah, just found out who this guy is. <laughs> um, I, you know, so what? Duke's just has big in the 80s, you said, yep. right? And then, so when did he really stop doing that? Like, like
1: in the 90s or? Oh, like 1986 or something like that. Oh, okay, so it's been a while. Mm. I'm going to say
0: he blew a lot of money. I'm going with a million. Okay. Uh, Tom Wopat's net worth, according to Google, $2 million. Ooh. I like that nobody came in super high there because you're like, eh, there's probably not a whole lot left. It was the 80s, so um, I don't know him or anything. Well, but in, in the 80s, a lot of money went up you know, people's nose. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, he was famous in the 80s, uh, so he probably had a lot of money, and he probably <laughs> did a lot of drugs, and it's probably mostly gone now. So, Yeah, speaking of stereotypes, um, we, we've <laughs> spent way longer on Tom Wopat than probably any podcast in the history of podcasts. Uh, but I'm also going to throw out there that his hometown is only an hour and a half from where I live right now. Um, I've actually driven through there before, and there's not a, like a big – picture or poster or anything I was kind of disappointed um, and the last thing I wanted to notice that current pictures of Tom Wopat make him look like a discount Mel Gibson so if you've not uh, if you've not seen a current picture of him it might be worth looking so you can see the similarities there okay and that does it for the uh, Tom Wolpat hour so Matt let's talk about our composite scores where did it come in yes so I've got the spreadsheet updated overall, uh, as you said, it did come in as our highest score. Um, Composite-wise, we ended up at a 42.85. Wow. Which is good for more than three points higher than the previous top score. Wow. So, it beat our previous top score, which was on Mr. Hankey the Christmas Poo. And that composite was at 39.15. Chicken Lover, again, came in at a 42.85. Um Getting to where we're at and having this cluster of uh, episodes in the middle, I'm gonna go ahead and call that a blowout. Yes. Um, uh, I'm trying to wrap my mind around. I there. mean, it's not even close. It's- I mean, this is let alone this is the first episode where we're both over 40. Um, yeah. This is both of our highest scores. This is the first time either of us went above 41. I was at a 42.5. You were at a 30 or a 43.2. Um, I mean, it's just, it's not close. It's going to be really hard to knock this one off the top. Um, I, I think with what's coming, it can be done, but I mean, are we talking, you know, when we're done with everything, top 10 episode here? Probably right. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd put it, throw that in there. Obviously I have no idea what's to come in the 20 plus seasons, but, um, Maybe even a top five or even top three. It could be number one. I don't know. Um, Donovan also came in with our highest overall listener score at this point. The next closest one was a 37.8 um, in terms of high listener scores. And I believe West dropped that on Big Gay Alice, Big Gay Boat Ride, I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. That yeah, sounds right. Um,
1: Donovan, any thoughts about where that ended up on our list? No, I don't think that's surprising yeah. at all. I mean, especially from you, Drew, because I know how much you love that episode. And I mean, it's just a it's just a solid all around episode. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. of the one so far, I think it is definitely the best. And like I said, I think it's the one that really got the most people's attention because of the respect my authorita and how it just blew up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, like like you said, you know, that's what really put him on the map there early on that that got a lot of attention
1: in terms of a pop culture sense so yeah. um
0: mm-hmm. yeah like I'm, i said
1: before then before that it was just word of mouth people were just telling friends you know like that's <laughs> how i heard about it it's like hey did you hear about this south park and i'm like what but <laughs> with by, the gay lions you know, yeah exactly with the big gay lions <laughs> so but after but after respect my top, i mean like I said, by the end of that summer, when I'm a, on college campus, it's like, oh no! Like I have to have a Cartman poster in my room now because South Park is a thing.
0: Yeah. The question is, did you actually have a Cartman poster?
1: Um. Oh no, I had a I had a Cartman doll. Oh, a Cartman really? doll. My yeah, it was like a little like <laughs> six inch rubber Cartman doll, and I had it on the the on my desk.
0: That's in awesome. my dorm room.
1: Yeah, and that's that
0: makes a lot of sense, you know. Uh, to see how we ended up there, kind of starting here. Um, anything else we want to say about our feelings about where this episode finished? Um, I don't think so. The only other thing is that it's like, I- I'm looking everything over again, uh, and we're we're now getting into the territory where it's like, to be the top episode, Like you can't lack in any category. Um, I mean, you have to be consistent across the board, uh, performing well. I mean, you have to have good secondary character involvement while also having good involvement from the core four. Um, and then you also, I mean, obviously the episode scores, you have to You have to nail those. Um, and not only that, but it now has to be an episode as well that appeals to both of us. Um, I think I mean, that's been the hardest be just, part so far because we've had episodes we were high on, but we didn't necessarily mesh. This one we exactly. Meshed. This one we meshed, and so it's like to beat this now. It has to be another episode where we're both over forty three. I mean, it's it's just getting to that point where it's like to be the top episode. You've gotta, you have to be the best, obviously. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, one more shout out I want to give here before we start closing things down. Uh, Donovan actually played an instrumental part in our scoring system. Now I know I bitch and moan about the scoring system all the time, but the part <laughs> I complain about is mostly the part I created in terms of point values and things like that. And it's just not as perfect as I want it to be. Uh, but Donathan gave the idea for relevance and for or for irreverence. Um, and those were, were big because we just needed two categories that we could really, you know, separate those things into, you know, what, what makes it meaningful and what makes it edgy, you know? And I think you, you gave us a lot to uh, go on with that. So, uh, shout out again. And thank you for that.
1: Glad I could help. Um, as we sign off here, Donovan, do you have any parting thoughts? No, I don't think so. I just really enjoyed uh, being a part of this. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it again sometime. And uh, definitely I will try to listen more often and be a good friend. <laughs> That's all right. Um, you know, you've
0: uh, you've got a lot going on and I, I appreciate your, your participation in this because it's uh it's a community thing, and that's what we're we're working for here. So thank you for taking the time to come in, uh, Matt. Anything you want to say before we go? Nope. other than uh, just also wanted to thank Donovan for for hopping on uh, and also just you know being a supporter of the show. Um, it's always much appreciated. Um, and anyone else out there, like I mean, you can be Donovan. Like we want to have you guys on here. We've always said from day one we want to try and be as interactive as possible with anybody that's that's interested in the show. Um, so, yeah, just reach out to us. Um, and Donovan, thank you. And and I look forward to uh, getting to score another episode with you in the future. Absolutely. Excellent. Glad to be here. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Donovan, for coming in. Uh, as always, thanks to our listeners for uh, playing along with us and listening. Um, as always, if you want more, you can follow our blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. Uh, you can... Catch us on Twitter at the SOSP, um, and if you'd like, you can come take part in our Discord community. And you know, all you got to do is holler at us on Twitter, send us an email, whatever. Uh, we will hook you up with our Discord link. Uh, finally, thank you to our editor Matt Caruso and to Alexander Nakarada for the theme song. Um, as always, I'm your host Drew, saying for Matt and Donovan. Be safe, be healthy, be a good person.